Hello, welcome back to What, what the, the Flock. What the Flock's happening here? <laughs> we will we'll get you up to speed. This is part two with whom I have renamed the everythinger of the wonderful documentary, Holy Hell. And Will, I was going to ask you, can people watch that online? And if so, where's the, the best place for yes. them to watch that? It has moved uh, from Netflix to Amazon. Okay. Oh, yeah, on Amazon. Yeah. So you can watch it on Amazon, but you have to rent it. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, it's, but, it's worth it. But you can it's watch worth... it with commercials, which I highly recommend you don't do yeah. on imdb.com. But IMDb. yeah, okay. commercials. I mean, so I help, help the cause. Yes. Go to Amazon. Holy, Holy hell. hell yeah. Amazon. Highly recommended. It, it and, changed and, my life. And we'll, personally. we'll, yeah. we'll directed it, edited it. Produced it, created it, lived it, lived created, it, briefed yeah. it. When I was a kid, I would make yeah. all. I would do my titles. When I was a kid, I'd make movies, and I, I, I would use noodles, right? Or, or noodles, vegetable words. Oh, that you would like glue oh. to the paper. I, I would just put it there, and I'd film it. Oh, cool. And I would, I was direct, edit, write, and film. Right, okay. and of course. And do all stunt spy. That was my big Will Allen. Original stunts. Yeah, when I was doing the credits for this film, and I had a great editor work with me. He was my, I have to mention Sean, because he was my um, my junior editor who became my co-editor. Okay. And he really, we worked this whole thing out together. His, well, I hired him when uh, he told me he was a graduate from USC, and he told me his mother was a psychologist and his father was a psychologist. Psychiatrist, I'm like you're hired. You know, I'm like <laughs> I yes, you. I need someone smart to work with me. So you know, and have my back as we tell right. this big story, not just my story. My story is right. kind of small. It's more everyone's story. You okay. know, this whole thing. Right. So, um, what we're talking about? Well, oh, yeah. What well, I mean, I just want to say um, everyone should watch. Holy hell! Well, I should probably yes. look there now. Yeah, and yes. uh, uh, but also consider this to be like the DVD extra because we're hearing stuff that's not in not the movie. Not in the movie. Right. Right. Behind, I feel very it, honored it, by it's that. It's very difficult. The behind to, the scenes, real thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. If you think about it, like even anyone's life, it's to get 20 years into 90 minutes. It's like you just have to cut. Yeah. It's near so impossible. Much, yeah. And, no. and yeah, it's near impossible. But you did it. Well, we, we laid the you groundwork well, so you can have a conversation. Well, and about actually, it. Yes. at that time, the docuseries really wasn't a thing yet. It wasn't so, a docuseries. So you, you could have you made it into a docuseries. You probably covered a lot more. Right. Yeah. But and we're it's, writing it's, a television, it's, it's, it's more of a dramatic oh, series, good. which is much Fantastic. more... Based off of your experience? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> During the early years. Is that what you're it. working on right now? It is what... It, it's not exactly what I'm working on. It's been... I've been working on it with another executive producer for about three years, but oh, he's nice. doing most of the work Yay. right now. Fantastic. And putting Fantastic. it all together and, and creating it, so... All right, well, let's get back well, to your I story. Well, I gotta read our quote of the day. Oh, right, I'm sorry. Because I got a good one. Jumping the gun. Jeez, wait. God, jump in here. Okay, so our quote of the day. It's a short one, but a good one. Rarely, if ever, are any of us healed in isolation. Healing is in itself an act of communion. And that's by Bell Hooks. I mean, come on. That's powerful, right? That's interesting. I found that yesterday and I was like, oh, come to mama. Like, that's a good one. And I think it's great because it very much encapsulates the cult survivor community where it just helps so much to know that even though you've had, like everyone talks about their own experience, there's just so many through lines and themes that mm -hmm. emerge. You're like, right. 
it's, it's like all these cult leaders read the cult leaders handbook and we all got <laughs> right, all exposed the to the same yeah. shit. I right. mean, it's pretty amazing. It is so interesting. Same it's, shit. It's great it keeps to different yeah. smell. Different smell. Different smell. Yeah. So, so let's, we're back to the yes. cliffhanger uh, in our last episode. And if you didn't see it, I recommend you. You have to, you have to watch part, part one, one yeah. of Will Allen and Otherwise it'll tee you, you up. <laughs> well, you will understand, but we're kind of jumping in in the middle of you know, yeah, the so, climax so we're, of we're, the story to, to here. To set the scene, Will's kind of towards the end of his 22-year journey in, yeah, in this group. And yeah. we're, we're getting close to the point where the exit's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of what we're building up to, What you know, the, the events that lead to you actually extricating yourself. Mm -hmm. So take it away, that Will. That was hard. I wasn't a very confrontative personality. Like I was, mm. I always, even in the group, I wouldn't necessarily... Um, proclaim anything. I would just act, you know, mm -hmm. just like my action should speak for my words. I'm not going to be a wordy person. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to show my not love. Not going to preach. Yeah. I'm going to show my love. I'm not going to false proclaim anything. I'm just going to be who I am. Mm -hmm. So when I left, it, it was with no words. <laughs> it was like, these are my actions. I'm leaving. Mm. Okay. Cause I really couldn't even say anything to him. Um, but that came a little later. So we, where we had left, it was the group had terribly broke apart and become a, a after a letter division. It had been fractured. Yeah. Yes. Fractured. Yeah. yeah. And, 50 people were absolutely on the rampage wanting to sue him and go after him. And 50 people were like defending him, kind of going, well, we don't want to quit what we've been doing. No one was ready to really quit everyone yeah. that fast. Right. You know, it was like, well, we can solve this. I can't this. quit you. Yeah, mm -hmm. we can figure this out. You know, how can we spin this? You know, I mean, yeah. that's what he's thinking. So I watched him for the next two weeks, spinning, 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 like lying. You know, we were like, I was so disgusted. So but we got down to Corpus <laughs> Christi and I was just like, I can't do this. For the first time I was having nightmares, like nightmares really? of stabbing my friends. I mean, we were like, it was so primal. The whole thing was so, mm. so terribly good word. confusing and primal and like because the rug was being ripped off and everything you thought was true was for two decades for of two your decades life. and you know even the things on the on the outside that were were were, were debatable that wasn't the problem it was the deeper truths and and and, and the lies and the deception the, mm. the amount of deception and manipulation that was going on was unbelievable and it had gotten so out of control because his narcissism had flourished in that 20 years it wasn't yeah. really apparent the more he became, I would say, the more he became afraid of being caught. Yeah. He became Bubbled more secretive and, and he went underground and we all had to play this game and we all became very, very um, underground kind of. Right. I mean, no one could talk. No one. We There was one point he thought the FBI had the phones bugged and we couldn't. This is such a great story. I'm sorry. <laughs> we couldn't use the phone. When we use the phones... We couldn't say um, his name, of course. Of course then he not. changed his name to a woman so that if we were talking about him in Austin, it would be, oh, she. Oh, oh she, she, right. she. So I'd pick up the phone to call my best friend to say, like, because you know. The FBI would never figure that no, out. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and I'd pick up the, but this, as a disciple, you know, you had to kind of follow right. these new rules. Of course, of course. So it was all an exercise, like, can I remember this new name? He was Which, calling what was it? Dorothy. No. <laughs> yeah, he was Dorothy. From the Wizard of Oz? So, whatever. <laughs> and so I would call my friend and be like, um, Hey Tracy, um, Dorothy wants her salmon <laughs> like around five thirty when she gets back from the gym, um, but she doesn't want any asparagus. You know, I'm mean, like, <laughs> right, right. Like, oh, oh my, god. my god! And we would just do this for like two years, you know, where we don't only use a she and so like that. So he was his paranoia, and he thought it was all funny, but it wasn't funny. No, it wasn't funny. It's traumatic. It was tra traumatizing. I'm like, this is not what I'm doing here. Yeah, I never came here to do this. Whatever we're doing now, so. Um, when he, when the group broke up and, and he went um, down to Corpus, 
he doesn't like winter. And um, we, we don't like winter either in Corpus Christi. It's not very pretty. Right. And so we were like, you know, you got to go someplace sunny. We're, we're going to take you, let's go to Hawaii. He always wanted to live in Hawaii. And I'm thinking to myself, I had my partner, my boyfriend there at the time. And that mm-hmm. was one thing that was smart that they did because they, they grabbed me to go with him. Mm-hmm. And this had happened like, like to me in 1992 when he left LA, he grabbed me in the middle of the night and he said, we're leaving. And that's why when it happened again, 14 years later, I said to Tracy, I go, I can't do this again. I can't rip my whole life up and leave on, in a, on a whim following this man who has created all this shit for himself. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not my story. I'm, this has nothing to do with me. Right. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. And so, but I couldn't get out that quickly. I was very loyal and long suffering. Those are good qualities. Right. And so, um, but I did jump on the plane to Hawaii. I remember saying like, we're taking you to Hawaii. I'm going to go, I'm going to find a place. We're getting flights. I'm going. So you're going to get him settled in. Yeah. We're getting him out again in Hawaii and he can stop doing what he's doing and get off the grid and go live. And everyone can just go quietly and he can stop. Right. (laughs) So it was really hard for him to like, let me leave and go on the plane because I'm always like nearby. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I need to do it. So I remember landing in Hawaii and I got off that plane. It was the first time I'd been on, you know, away from him. For 14 years. Really? Yeah. I'd go see my parents once a year for like three days. And that was the only time I'd ever be allowed to go away. So I was landed in Hawaii and the air was blowing on the, you know, have you ever been there? It's like the yeah. airport's oh, just yeah. like, oh, right yeah. away you walk in, you're like, oh. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I, am, I go, yeah. I am never leaving. <laughs> and I go, I hope he never comes. I go, yeah. I hope he never comes. And my partner was still there. They kept saying like, he was supposed to fly in a couple of days later. And he, they kept saying like, he goes, he's not going to get on the plane. He doesn't want to get on the plane. I'm like, fine. Because I'm not coming back. Yeah. You know, wow. it's fine if he doesn't come. But he did. He finally got on the plane, comes over, and we were all kind of like making shift, living in a house together, trying right. to make make sense of everything. And um, my my boyfriend at the time and I decided to move out. And that was when I decided, that was when my moment was, because I loved him way more than what was happening. And I was already right. over everything. Yeah. It was just, it was really an opportunity for my, me finally to quit because the whole group was breaking apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I no, no longer had a job. Like I no longer had a purpose. My purpose was to make sure the group stayed together and that right. we were all, sure. everyone was helping each other and we're all, mm-hmm. all the needs are being met. You know, that was like my job mm-hmm. <laughs> and, right. and helping everyone. And then when everyone's like gone, I'm like, I'm not gonna. No job. He used to say to me years before, he's like, Francesco, what if no one was here? It was just me and you. Would you still tie my shoelaces and take care of me? And I remember thinking to myself like, fuck no. Oh my God, please don't make that happen. I was like, no, I need to have all my friends here. We're all doing this. Don't make me. I'm not here alone with you. You know, I was like really clear about that. Wait, why did he call you Francesco? That was my name. He changed my name. He changed, he changed all of our I names. Did not yeah, know that. it's in the film. But okay. it's a quickly, but he yeah. changed my name. He changed my sister's name and he ch- both my sister's names he changed. Okay. Yeah. And my mother wouldn't accept it. She was like, I'm like, but yeah, he changed my name to Francesco. It's, it's, it's from uh, St. Francis, uh, from a movie. Yeah. Brother, son, St. Sister, Francis. Moon. The, yeah. The brother, son, son sister, sister, moon. moon. Yeah. yeah. It was a I, lovely movie. We watched it in my cult too. Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, he'd pause oh, yeah. it. Stand, and explain stand, what was going standard on. cult procedure. Yeah. Wow. He goes, this is him going through enlightenment. This yeah, is him. Yeah, yeah. This is him being sure, persecuted. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to have to rewatch cult, the cult, film again. Cult, I haven't watched it it's since okay. it came I don't, out. It's okay. No, I'm just, it goes I'm so fast. So, the film goes very quickly. I missed stuff. But now that I've talked to you, I'm excited to go back and, and watch it A lot of people see it again. They go like, oh, I saw there's so much I missed. Because right. I do, it is cramming a lot in kind of mm-hmm. quickly. And it's just goes, well, and goes, I was goes, crying goes. through most of it. I was like having a breakdown. Yeah. So I, I Yes. So he would call me Francesco. Okay. Um, that was my name for 20 years. 
Mm, wow. That was kind of hard to unravel too. When I got out, my sister, a lot of people kept their name. Um, but part of my healing, since we're going to get into that, was changing my name back yeah, to my name. Absolutely. Yeah. He's never legally reclaiming, reclaiming the former mm-hmm. will. Yeah. And I remember when I left, he's like, you're not going to change your name, are you? He goes, because it has such a good energy, that name. Because of course he gave it to me. Right. And I looked at him, I'm like, no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even talk to you anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. But um, I did change it. It was really hard to change my name once we got out. Once I got out of that, and there, I was back in California now, and um, I remember I wanted to get back into film, and I and I I, I was going back, and and I was Will Allen before before this. You know, right. I was Will yeah. Allen up right. into college. I was very identified with my name. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like I remember yeah. liking my name at the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I remember like. Kind of even as a kid, I'd be like, you know, Will Allen production. I was really, I was really like identified with my name. Sure. So, but it, I couldn't relate to it anymore. I remember being on the mm. beach, going, I don't even know who that is. Who am I? Who? Yeah, it was really a who am I moment. Yeah. I go, how can I go back to Will? That is just like I'm, I'm Francesco. And then I asked the universe, I go, who am I? Like, am I, am I Francesco, this spiritual person, mm. <laughs> or am I Will? Yeah. Right. You know, this right. editor, you know, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like you've always been Will. Mm. Right. You just took on Francesco. You just borrowed this name. You just, mm. you win in this journey. You always will. Yeah. So within that exit strategy, and now you're back in LA and you're th- contemplating going back to filmmaking and that sort of thing. What was the process where you started to identify the group for what it was and use words? Like, I don't know if you used the word cult or, or cultic you know, yeah. group. or We didn't use that word yet. Yeah. Because... That was just such an easy word, and mm. it was just kind of a. It's like using God, a God, or something. Yeah, well, yeah. it's a little bit like that. Like we we knew better. Like we didn't. It was more complicated than that, so we yeah. didn't use that word. Right. But you know, it was like our life. Yeah. <laughs> we, we call it life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um. But I remember we all had different experiences afterwards, and nobody, everyone tried to work it out and talk about it amongst right. themselves. If you had a group of friends, oh, who so, were, so amongst. Themselves. Each other, or, or you, so you did not communicate with each other. Just everyone kind of worked it out on their own. I think so. Yeah. I mean, like I moved to Texas. I moved. I was in right. Hawaii, or I right. moved to California. A lot of people were still in Austin, right. and so they would have they'd all have dinner and they'd all like talk about it, and right. they just keep working, like figuring right. out what happened, what right. happened. Right. Well, I remember this. I remember this. At one point, Tracy, who was my co-producer, my best right. friend, you know, she was always talking about what all this foul stuff that's going on. We, yeah. It was just trying to shake everyone out of like, no, right. stop, yeah. right. stop romanticizing this. Right. Because right. one girl was like, we always, we're always talking about the bad stuff, but so many good things happened. Right. And my friend goes, yes. And all we ever talked about was the good things. And now yeah. we're yeah. talking about the bad things. Right. 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 So yes. let's just get our heads I around it because, because uh, stop defaulting Fantastic. back to that other, like, yeah. but, because that's where it gets confusing. Right. Right. Yes. Totally. Yeah. In any relationship, it gets confusing. But I know, I know he loved me or he I know she loved me. He didn't mean to beat me. Yeah. He didn't mean to hit me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, but that, how's that, that working? That's the work though. That is the work. I mean, Unraveling I, I it. think, yeah, because yeah, I think, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, not unlike that friend's kind of, uh, kind of you know getting the point at is you don't want it to all be the bad and throw the baby out of the bathwater because I think you know so much of the recovery process is identifying the bad and then going back and saying well there were some good things which is how you forgive yourself for getting involved mm-hmm. right but that's an interesting journey so I'm kind of curious how to play it out for you of did you go down that route of kind of going down thinking about all the bad things first and then kind of how did you how did you kind it was of... really hard for me to uncover to talk about the bad things right hmm. um one of my friends who was 
in this situation was, you know, raped by him. Right. Because he mm. was in this paradigm. He he said it so well. He's like, it didn't register as, as abuse at the time. It didn't register sure. as rape. That's a right. good word to use. Um, it didn't register. It didn't register. It wasn't framed that way. Yeah. But our emotional body, our psyche, everything else yeah. knows what it is, yeah, right? Your exactly. boundaries yeah. are ruptured. Yeah. Things mm. are, are, are discords happening. Uh, there's an imbalance happening and you can't, and you're being gaslit yeah. as well. Totally. Such a great point. Yeah. And mm. so it's hard. Um, but yeah. I mean, it happens a lot with children who are sexually abused. They generally, they can't talk about it until their thirties or forties and yeah. sometimes later. Sure. It's very confusing. Because it's very confusing. And, and as you're saying, you block your, it out a for lot. your emotional process yes. and to get to the point where you can start to identify and, and accurately describe what happened is really, really challenging. It so is. I think, I think that's, and, and with, that, that's to me kind of an interesting part of the, and I'd mm. love to hear your, your journey in this, because mm -hmm. I think there's always the intellectual component that can connect the dots and say, okay, this happened, that happened. This is why I needed to leave and yada, 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 yada. But that emotional processing of all those great feelings and all the best intentions that all got curled up and, and co-mingled with all this bad well, stuff, the, trying to mm -hmm. make sense of it is really, really challenging. It is hard. Yeah. Especially when mm. you're kind of programmed to honor, respect, love, and adore this man. Right. Like you're supposed to. Right. He's your teacher yeah. you know, from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, you had that feeling for him and that all changed, but you're supposed to always have that feeling the right. whole way through, even though you're... Sure. Um, yes. So I think I hear you saying your question is kind of, like, what, what was the process yeah, of, of coming? Yeah, coming, more, coming out of this and, and coming to take ownership of what your experience was mm -hmm. and, and how, you know, taking responsibility for your half as well as identifying really what happened. Mm -hmm. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah, it was yeah. a long process. Yeah. Yeah. It took a while. So my first reaction out of the group was like the pendulum. Yeah. I mean, I was literally like kind of in a castle living with him. A lot of my friends were at like the Saturn ring. Yeah, right. A lot of them were at, you know, had lives and jobs right. and I was not really in that. I was right. like really isolated and really right. lived in one room for like 14 years. Right. On a futon that was about this long and my feet stuck off. <laughs> Which I never wow. had a problem with. Hey, no, I, I still right. actually kind of like it. And I, yeah. My heels not being, but um, so I think that he. Uh, okay, I, I did forget what we we're talking about. So, so just uh, that, unwinding the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and yeah. identifying right what was what. Well, for me, like getting my name back was one thing, right. and that was really hard. And yeah. I'll, I'll give you an example of that how how hard it was to relate to it. But that was one thing coming back into myself. But, but sorting through like what had happened to me, like, like in talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, th there was five years there. So he'd always told us that when you get out of something like this, you're going to go back to where your personality was when you started. You're going to swing He told right, you that. Yeah. He say, anyone, if you leave, you're just going to go right back to where you were. And I kind of did mm -hmm. because that is where my emotional yeah. body had been left. Yeah, exactly. So right. for my mature, you, you get yeah, stunted. Yeah. There were things that hadn't yeah. grown from that point on. Totally. Relationships, anything that would naturally yeah. happen from that point on exactly. was thwarted. So yeah, of course my personality went back to being 22. I just got out of college. So I'm about yeah. 32 now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hello. There you yeah. Go. yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you. And so- <laughs> I'm, um, I'm about 40. So yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. We're younger than yeah, most people. Right. Exactly. Totally. And so- <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I, you know, traveled the world, you know, I did drugs, I did whatever yeah, I wanted to right. do, I danced, I, I had consensual sex, as I say. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I got to explore that. And, and, and that's where you heal. You start healing when you, you start doing different things and creating new memories, I believe. That's mm -hmm. what I thought at the time. That's what I was trying to do. So my first phase was like, just do what pleases you. Because after I got out of the group, 
two things happen. One, I remember I never want to lie again. Mm-hmm. There should be, I go, there's nothing I need to hide ever again. Mm-hmm. And do you feel it's because you were lying so much for oh, him? Yeah, because we were all lying. Yeah. The whole Correct. group was lying. He made us lie. Yeah. yeah. And so when I had a partner at the time who was lying to me, I'm like, you know, you don't have to lie to me. Like, we can right. handle whatever. Just right. talk about it, you know? Yeah. I don't want to live a lie anymore. I don't want to wow. live for that. Yeah. That's great. So, um, but I remember getting out of the group going, well, I can do anything I want to do. And I had no desires because that was one of the things we kept letting go of our desires. Right. And so when you let go of your desires, you let go of them. Well, and you yeah. remember you cauterized them. You cauterized them. Yeah. 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 And I didn't know what they were. So I thought, well, I had to go try things and see what yeah. I like. And so yeah. it took me five years to try things and things I hadn't done and things I had done and decided what I like and what I want right. and who I am. I started living more ethically, you know, like oh, yeah. opposite of what he was. And, um, but I didn't get to the bottom of what happened to me. I couldn't get to the root of it. That takes time. Because... Yeah. I didn't, couldn't explain it to anybody. Right. Yeah, there was just no one I could explain it to. It was yeah. just complicated. So, so where did those communication skills ultimately come from? Um, the communication skills to get out of yeah. it? Well, no, to talk, like, the way you're talking about that it you now. Have today. We always yeah. had communication skills. Right. I mean, we were all, we were in this group, we all communicated quite a bit and we had acting, class. we all learned how to talk, you know? I mean, I don't say we all did, but I've always been able mm-hmm. to talk yeah. or communicate what I'm feeling. But I don't think I ever could accept that it, the hardest things for it to understand was that he did this on purpose or that it was all preconceived or that he was manipulating you the whole time. Mm. You know, I just couldn't, mm. I couldn't believe it. Right. You know, it was almost like it wasn't easy for me to understand how he could do that. Or why? Why? He would do why that? would he lie? Why? I mean, would why? He do this that? whole thing was based on this whole other thing. Why would he do that? Why would he even need to do that? So that was always hard for me to like, I would just like ignore it and be right. like, it's too complicated. And a lot of us would just say, well, you had to be there. <laughs> like you just had to be yeah, there. You had to for be there. Because yeah. you know, it's just almost, you can't. So when I started making the movie is when I, is when I decided, no, what happened was I found out that he was still in Hawaii. Still doing still it. Still doing it. He yeah. had a hundred people with him again. And that oh, flipped my minnow. Right. Because we <laughs> left him there, made right. him promise not to stop this. Wow. And we thought he would, really. Wow. How thought, many people did you leave him there with? Well, so that's, the, so in the movie, I kind of did, did explain that this human di- condition where people don't care yeah. and, and they still went with him. Some people, yeah, right, and their, some, their logic was, well, this didn't happen to me. And I don't know if I right, believe that person, but right. what are you going to believe all these people? Yeah. I mean, I know not one person's hard to believe, but we're talking 20 people. Yeah. But they didn't care because they, they didn't want to interfere it. with their relationship with him because he, they had their own relationship yeah. and it was like, we don't care. Right. Sure. So they, they reconstituted uh, the group. By, in Hawaii. Because you go to yoga. Right. Oh, you're so amazing. Oh, you should come over and eventually meet my teacher. And wait, so, was it still called Buddha Field? No, I don't know. They, wasn't he changed his name. He changed, he, he changed everything. So okay. no one can find him. No yeah, one knows. Yeah. Okay. So, so on, on your own personal journey, did you start looking into things like influence techniques or manipulation to try to identify yeah. what had happened? I, I studied, um, I took a couple courses mm-hmm. on, on suppressive personalities. Right. And, 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 and social personalities, right. you know, most of us are social personalities, you know, yeah. wanting the best for everyone and to succeed and 80% right. of society. And there's right. 20% of these sociopathic narcissistic Narcissist. type people yeah. who want to suppress. And so I learned about that and I was like, yeah, that was a learning. I, <laughs> I mean, I thought narcissism was like, you know, vanity, you know, like, <laughs> oh, the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was a missing a gene. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, so that was a learning thing. Um, and I also, um, I did, I, I, I did some studying, um, but mainly I 
the whole bathwater and the baby thing. Yeah, that was the hardest because it was really. I felt like my work was my work. I saw mm. a psychologist at one point, um, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, she's not gonna be able to help me. You know, she doesn't. She's never yeah, gonna get this. She yeah. wasn't spiritual. She thought like even having a guru was like absurd. So I'm like, okay, well, this isn't gonna work. Yeah, because this is a whole different world. Yeah, that I got into. Um, but but she was great, and so I think. I started to throw the baby out. I didn't meditate. Right, right. I did, you know, I, I partied. I did everything I wanted right. to do. I was kind yeah. of went the other direction, and I felt very comfortable with that. I felt very, I felt very familiar, mm-hmm. and like I'm okay with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have. I've, I've done my meditation. I, I know what that is. I've done it, and right. I feel like it hasn't gone anywhere. But I don't need to like be a good boy and keep going yeah, down that sure. path. I need to find a different path. And also, this is the hardest thing I think people might understand is. And I heard this. I was doing an interview with a woman who was like social social scientist i think a psychologist okay. mm-hmm. and she was saying it's really sad or really hard when um the place that we get damaged mm-hmm. is the place where we need to go to heal yeah yeah you know and like the inner my inner sanctuary wherever mm-hmm. it is in my in this body this inner safety has him his fingerprints everywhere it's like his yeah. voice and you know mm-hmm. this, you know he's so intertwined he was so intertwined mm-hmm. in that in that experience that I used to have in meditating, I wouldn't meditate because I don't right. want to go back into that. I don't want to go anywhere near that. Well, it would be triggering. It was very yeah. triggering, right? Because exactly. I'd be sitting I mean, there right with his presence. Did you have any issue of. with like um, loaded language? You know, like language from the group that you have to kind of catch yourself and yeah. say stuff. Yeah, because I mean that's that it's this un yeah. detangling. Yeah. So I listened to lots and, of different and, things, and it's also I found for me it was trying to identify. The, the information or experiences I in, encountered that actually were valid to me. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's not throwing mm-hmm. the baby out of the bat, yeah. really embracing the shades of gray and saying, okay, within this 20 year experience that I had, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's where, so I'm, so I'm kind of curious. Absolutely. When, when you, well, that was always yeah. there. That was always, that was always, we were going to take away what we learned. Yeah. That right. we weren't, and I was never going to apologize for that and I was never going to regret mm-hmm. was one question I <clears throat> decided really not to ask all my friends like well do you regret mm-hmm. do you regret coming to the Buddha field <laughs> it's a you rough know, word it's man. a rough but, word I'm like well you know can we change that question somehow yeah right because you know, well, if you have it, children well it's, it's yeah. like you can change it to what did you learn from this experience that's right, right? That's right. You know, because, mm-hmm. but a lot of people want to ask you know, do you regret right well, that's, well, no, I have, and that's it's like a marriage. And that, to me, that's the low-hanging fruit, that right? Is it's like, mm-hmm. like right. You, you've identified you suffered on some that's level right. and people want to like, well, I want to yeah. hear how so you So learning suffered. was yeah. the thing. And also yeah. turning that learning, like your poem, into service or into yeah. healing or right. into art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, yeah, I think that's, that is, that is it. Mm-hmm. You know, that well, is I mean, turning and, and life when into. I went to a, um, a cult rehab mm-hmm. facility when I got out and it was in Ohio, it was one of these, you know, it doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. But they were the ones that said, when you've had your self-esteem thrashed, mm-hmm. one of the best ways to rebuild it is through the artistic means. So whether it's writing, whether it's through dance, through painting, whatever, when you start to realize that, that this lens that you hold to express yourself in whatever form you do, and as you start to do that, you recognize there's value occurring before your eyes, so to speak, Mm -hmm. that helps you recognize that this experience, albeit very painful at times, gave you a perspective that is unique to yourself and actually has value. That's right. Mm -hmm. And and I found that to be healing. So I can I can imagine even going through the the process of of creating holy hell must have been very cathartic, challenging, you know, but 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 therapeutic. It was challenging and triggering because I wasn't over it yet. Right. 
and, um, and, and that's, that's what a, we were talking yeah, about earlier. Yeah. And let's so talk about that. That's my main question. Yeah. yeah. Really, you know, I had, it was five years. And so then I hadn't really dealt with it. I kind of yeah, ran. Right. You know, and then I was in a relationship with this guy, not until I started making the movie. Right. Um, and I mean, I would talk to him for two hours every night and he still couldn't understand it. He's yeah. like, I don't get it. I'm like, Oh my God. He's like, this guy's an asshole. I'm like, how could you? I'm like, stop it. I go, you were like really freaking me out. Right, I can't right. even talk You're about this helping. with you. You're not helping. Yeah. I'm going to make a movie and you'll understand it. Yeah. Really? So yeah, is that yeah, one yeah. of the impetuses? It was one of the impetuses. Like, I can't explain oh, this. I could talk for two hours every night and you still can't picture it. I go, I have images. I, I can make a movie about this and tell yeah, you what yeah. I'm talking about. Because they didn't have any images to go with it, what I was right. talking about. And no reference point. No reference point. Yeah, yeah. So it's really abstract. It's hard for someone to understand right. it if I tell them what was going on. For right. Me. And so, yeah. So, um, where so we when you off. started <laughs> making the movie, you were five years out? Yes. And so I remember going over to Hawaii. So I decided to make the movie. I was at Sundance. Right. I went to Sundance um, in 2012. And yeah. I thought... You know, I went there with my, my ex-partner was saying, you need to go and just go there and let people know you're a filmmaker. You were in a cult for a long time and you're back. I'm like, <laughs> you're I back. Go, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you got to go. I'm going to do these and show oh these promos. But I'm like, I love you, but I go, that's embarrassing. Yeah. So I, I, went to, I went to Sundance and kind of did look around hoping someone right. would say, oh my God, I'm going to give you a million dollars. And <laughs> you seem very talented. I'm Here's gonna, a million dollars. I want you to make a movie for yeah. me. Well, it doesn't, you know. Yeah. So at, by the end of Sundance that year, I was like, I have to make my own movie. Yeah. I have to prove myself. I, right. No one's going to. So um, that's when I decided to make the movie. Right. So, and I also had heard that he had started a group again. And so I went back several times. And this is the really hard part. You went back to Hawaii? Yeah, alone. Okay. Okay. With a camera. Yes. And a tracking device, you know. And I, I think was, I saw some of that footage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't show anyone that. I was, yeah. Well, hopefully well, not. Well, I saw there's one little piece online oh is there with the tracking device when you have a hidden camera yes that is different oh okay i was putting a tracking device under his car oh which is legal because you can buy them yeah. yes okay exactly. yeah. and Anything the car wasn't buy. my name the car wasn't yeah. my name <laughs> mm -hmm. but um yeah um but yeah so because i just wanted to like not i don't want to stalk him but i just wanted to run into him someplace sure, sure. And, yeah and, and, and catch him and i had these camera i had a i had uh, this whole thing planned out i had camera glasses right. no they way. were pretty high pretty high definition wow. like right here the camera yeah. i had sunglasses Ama and these kind of, i had amazing the whole thing. yeah wow um, yeah and so i was there alone though and I, I was really going through i didn't realize how scared i was yeah mm. just getting near him i oh, was yeah. just his I energy so, i can't yeah, just, imagine everything yeah. felt so dark and i just yeah. see them i'm like and i call my friend i'm like it's so dark i feel like he goes that's because they're evil i'm like not, <laughs> hold yeah, on yeah, i gotta yeah, slow down yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. i'm just talking about dark energy i'm not evil yeah but he's like he's the devil i'm like he's not the devil yes yeah, so i had to yeah. kind of like sort through all of these like yeah. he's a man he's a sick man right yeah. you know a, and he's a, a hurting wound, people a wounded ill person yes yeah, yeah. with delusionary with, things with some really with narcissistic with some really dangerous coping. exactly yeah and there's people he's hurting and i feel responsible mm -hmm. you yeah, know we yeah. no one's doing anything about it um and I had a friend who I called who had been really abused in the group very, very badly. Mm -hmm. And um, he was very angry. Yeah. And he's Italian. He talked like this. He yeah. that. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> you I go, don't, I go, don't want to piss off those Italians. No, yeah. he was, he could have yeah. killed him. Yeah. And, and well, hold on for a second. Because mm -hmm. didn't he escalate to physical violence towards the kind of the end? Slapping maybe someone. Yeah. Not physical too Not, much. I mean, so he's, he's, a, he's a small guy, but. Yeah. He would slap, slap people and just be verbally yes. abusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. He'd slap someone or. He slapped me once. Um, 
Well, this one guy, I remember asking him at this point, I was making the movie. I'm like, you know, I want to make a movie and bring Andreas expose this. He goes, no, a movie's not going to do anything. He goes, when you have a lawsuit, call me. Mm. I go, a lawsuit's not going to do anything. I go, have you seen Super Size Me? Yeah. I mean, yeah. how many lawsuits has, has, has McDonald's? Right. In yeah. 20 yeah. years. And nobody knows about yeah. it. Yeah. Super Size Me comes out. And now there's salads and fruits, fruit drinks and shit. Yeah. You know, like, it makes a difference. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it does. And, um, the like court of public opinion. Yeah, because you can't get anything on him in, in legality. So yeah. we, the way to expose a narcissist is to literally expose them. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they don't want to be seen for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know. You go after the ego by exposing yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we so we talked mm -hmm. about like when when is someone ready to tell their story publicly? Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So at five years, you started making the movie, but you feel like you're still in the middle yeah. of it. At five years, I felt like I got everything out of my system that I, and that now I was like ready to like, where am I going? What am I yeah. going to do? What's important to me? And that's when I, you know, Sundance and filming and just, you know, mm -hmm. right. what do I want to, what stories? And I had made a list, a long list of everything I could do. And I had a long, like two pages of like, oh, I could do a web, I could do work on a web series. I could do, no, no, no I could write this. I could finish right. these shorts. I could, right. nowhere on there was a documentary. I'd never been planning mm. on a documentary until yeah. I went to Sundance. And they had a Sundance, they had a documentary grant. And I thought, I could make a documentary. I mean, I literally hadn't been right. in my consciousness. So right. it wasn't premeditated. Mm. It was like, that's why I don't even make lists anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm probably not even thinking of consciously what I'm going to yeah. do next. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I think I know. Um, and so, and so, yeah. So when the film, that was, became my, 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 my learning and it took four right. years. So at, I was at Sundance in 2012, February, mm -hmm. like two. Hmm. And, I ended up at Sundance with the film four years later in 2016. It wow. premiered at Sundance. Amazing. Wow. It, it, it was like in competition. It you know, showed seven nights. It was a big deal. Wow. I know. And I never saw that coming. Yeah. Um, because I had done a submission to Sundance like 10 days after that. They had 10 days to do a submission. And I ran home and I filmed five of my friends and I cut this trailer together. It was great. It was a 10-minute yeah. version of Holy Hell. And they didn't accept it, right? Yeah. Really? No, no, no. So I thought, oh, well, that's kind of good. I wanted a workshop with people yeah. who could help me, yeah. who would have my back and make sure I didn't make a complete fool of myself. So I wanted that, but I thought, well, it's probably better that, that nobody's helping me because I don't want someone to, to tell me how to make this. Right? Right, right. Sure. So I felt that was a blessing. And so then year, about a year later, I met Gerilyn Dreyfus. Uh, she was like head of Sundance and she had seen a 45 minute cut I did. And she's like, oh my God, have you sent this to Sundance? And I'm like, <laughs> I go, I did, but they didn't accept it. She goes, well, how many times did you apply? I go, once. She goes, well, you have to apply three times. Really? I go, really? I'm like, well, I didn't. I didn't get the memo. No yeah. one told me that. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm sorry. I didn't do that. So when they accepted the film, I was like shocked. I was like, wow. I don't think they, but it's so different. Everything's so different it's every year. Different. Yeah, so, yeah. So that was amazing. But, but that process, so yeah, that is when I learned what happened. Right. That's when I talked to people and I went to people. When you were I interviewing a lot of people. all the people. Right. I did a lot of pre-interviews and then I did the final, then I learned I couldn't have 30 people in my film. Right. I was yeah. like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Too much? I've never done a feature documentary. I was like, no, people can only really follow six or seven yeah. characters. I was like, I can't tell the story with that few people yeah. because they don't have all the stories. Yeah. Right. But we did. We did. Yeah. That's why it's... So, so looking back on it now, because I, I look at, I've seen you talk and other things since the movie's come out. So I'd be mm. curious to hear your growth process since doing the film mm -hmm. kind of on that healing well, recovery I path. I will admit that, that working on the film was traumatizing, mm. of course, you know, and I would think probably re-traumatizing in a negative way for me. Right. right. Um, I, would, I would like to believe that people need to like, move away from that stuff sometimes, work mm -hmm. it out, but move away from it, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I moved into it, which 
great, but unfortunately it was like four years of moving into it again. Yeah. And that's, ugh, I wish yeah. I didn't have to do that. It's heavy. It was heavy. Yeah. You know, and I got to really feel it all during yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped me understand it. Yeah. And also to speak about it. Um, and to speak for other people. Right. Because they also had empathy for their stories, which were different than mine. Right. Yeah. And the women were just as abused and just as hurt oh, as sure. the men. Yeah. And in different ways. And so all of it made sense to me. And when my friends showed up, friends who had not, who had also had never talked to each other, they all came to Sundance, about 30 people showed up. And they said they watched their life on the screen. Mm-hmm. And they just, it was for the first time they could see what happened. The wow. big picture. Because everyone was talking. It was all, all their the friends dots. telling. It was like all their friends right. talking. And right. this happened. And they're like, I didn't. They were just like, they saw it every night. It healed them. It right. helped yeah. them. Understanding and transparency helps you heal. Totally. Right? Totally. It helps you go but, and not but crazy. Everything. But if you're not, if the communication isn't happening, right, then there's mm-hmm. there's no opportunity, you know? And, and so that's what I think the arts can be such a wonderful conduit mm. for these type of stories. Because like you're just saying, like, I, I you know, on some, I'm telling my story as well, and and it's largely because I want to have the conversations based on my current perspective. Right. But everyone wants to know how I got to this perspective, right. so right. you, ha- I have to kind of unpack that right. story mm-hmm. so that I can get to the conversations I want to have, like we're having right now. It's interesting because yeah. the, sec- the very last, because I, when I was making it, I thought, well, the third act's going to be when we get to explain it. Yeah, <laughs> when we get to show them how much we understand and we yeah. know what right, happens. Right, right. And it got to the third act, we're like. No, that's really not how it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we just get one line. You get to say what you got. Your takeaway. That's yeah, it. It's like, yeah. no, I was making the whole movie so I could talk yeah, about right it. Yeah. to get to. But this. it took us that long to make it. By the yeah. end, it was just really like we're just going to close. That's why it ended like kind of hard note, not yeah. a hard note, but yeah. a melancholy note. Yeah, for sure. Which is truthful because we. Yeah. It's really hard to reconcile and to to mm. get peace from mm. that person. And, and it was accurate for where you all were at for that where time. Because you know, I certainly it's authentic. I, I, it certainly, I certainly saw as as when I went to that screening and I saw all of you, yeah. I could see you guys are just on the early, as, very as sad. I was. Early um, stages. Very broken sad, very, sad. Yeah, very, very, very damaged. And, yeah. and But that's where we all start. <laughs> yeah. and, and and so I could just see like, oh, the, the best is still yet to come, but right. you, don't, you don't know that at that time and place. And, and no, you only, you only get there over time. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was hard. Yeah. But, you know, it was great to do it. And we had done so much, like we thought we were serving in our group so much. Yeah. I'm like, this is service. Oh, I go, yeah. I go, I go, I, if I ever did service, remember I told you, he yeah. said, that was I, it. I go, this is my service then, because maybe I never did it for you. But to me, this is important. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, because I mean, I look at even like what we're doing and, and yeah. the work that I've done in this community. Now I feel like I'm actually doing what I signed up for initially when I got involved. <laughs> right. Involved. Right. Like it's just actually, a long, yeah, long road you know, it's like I would, like, So I don't tell people to take the courses I took at the School of Hard Knocks, but it yep. gave me the perspective and mm. the information so that I can talk about things in the way that I always wished I could talk about that yes. I couldn't have if I hadn't gone yeah. through it. So right. that, that's where that method it's of the very, madness type a, of thing. So much awareness. Yeah. And so much, you can see things in other groups and oh religion, my, everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. I, we, we talk about it all the time. You know, we live in a very cultish society right now. It's very much. Yeah, you know, there's there's this idea of, of people end up in absolutes and black and white binary, all or nothing thinking. And that's just so and dangerous. And also, we still mm. have the paradigm of this, 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 pyramid where mm. everyone at the bottom really doesn't know no what's going we on we don't care yeah. what's right a lot of us don't care yeah like we just or trust don't us all even want to know yeah. we don't want to know ignorance is bliss. but yeah 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 so there's, there's yeah. we can't have that kind of that's yeah. not yeah. that's not freedom you know that's no, not it's awareness not. it's not yeah. it's not and, and that's why these type of conversations i believe are 
important and useful. And um, I can't thank you enough for coming on mm-hmm. the show. And Well, there is and, one thing I want to add about oh, how please. to get out of something like this. You yes, know, it, it's kind of the same way you got into it, um, which is slowly. Mm-hmm. You, you back out, like, you know, maybe you might've gone to something and you loved it and you went to a meeting and then also you went to the mm-hmm. meeting a couple of times and then I went to the movies with them and then I went to an outing and then I went to right. class. Okay. Well you start, and then you start committing and you start like, well, this is all making me feel good. Right. I don't want to give it up because it makes me feel good. So the way to get out of that addiction, yeah, yeah, basically yeah. addicted to love, whatever it is, mm-hmm. is to just eliminate one thing at a time is just slowly back away. Don't mm-hmm. go to that one function. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. do that thing. Mm-hmm. See how you feel. You just well, back up a little bit. And well, go, you can't run. You can't learn to just, start saying no. Learn to say no. No. Yeah, and just 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 try to back out. Yeah, and then pretty soon you'll be strong. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I also love that you were motivated by love. You know, you were yeah. you were you were in a relationship mm-hmm. where you were like, you just I can't continue to do this and be in this relationship I'm in. And I thought that's a beautiful part of the story. And, how how love can be such a catalyst in this mm-hmm. way. And you yeah. asked me earlier. What was my responsibility in it? Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. I was in the inner circle serving sure. him, right. letting, you know, yeah. basically, what do you call it? En- 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 enabling. Yeah. We yeah. all were sure. enabling him. Sure. I mean, and I'm we sure, can talk politically. I'm, I'm, sure, how I'm sure on some level yeah. recruiting, probably. I mean, uh, yes, I stopped. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was really, when I was inspired, I was really recruiting because yeah. I was like, if someone came to me at the gym, they're like, who are you? I was like, Oh, you're just in love with God. <laughs> you, know, you, gotta, you gotta meditate. Yeah. And so I would take him to a meeting and just, yeah. like, just bypass the whole yeah, thing. Right. Right. Um, you're really looking for this. Sit down. Yeah. And it was just silly. But um, I just stopped doing that once right. I realized I don't want to bring anyone to this. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we were going to say something else besides that. You asked me love. He said. Well, no, I was just saying it, it's so interesting to find, like you were saying, the way you find your way out. Just to back and, out you know, of it. And you back out of it slowly. And I, and I was also adding to that that I think. The fact that love was a major major motivating mm-hmm. factor was is a beautiful part to that story. Mm-hmm. I know in my group, I had a girlfriend at the time, and it was not allowed. Mm-hmm. And I finally divulged that, and they forced me to break up with her. And that devastating treatment of her was one of the things that yeah. really ate at me and led to me actually getting out. And when I finally figured it out, which was over two years later, she was one of the first people I called to say, "Hey, by the way." <laughs> When all that was going down. I'm so down, sorry how you got yeah, treated. Yeah, this is what's really, <laughs> mm-hmm. what's really going on. Yeah. And which was a very hard conversation to have. It helps but, them though, because she's been losing sleep over for four years. Or well, whatever. no, she she basically went to a therapist who said, well, clearly he's a pathological okay. liar. Okay. You know? well, and, and, and <laughs> well, that's, that's good. And, and that's where she had gone to. So when I come yeah. back, it's well, like, good. oh no, by the way, I was in a cult. She's like, no, no way. I can't believe, you know, it was, it was hard for her to, I'm like, no, this is what's really happening. So these exits are, are fascinating, but such an opportunity for growth to learn not only about ourselves but how our others around us. I mean, I think another part of the story is always like your family and friends, that, that ripple effect of, you know, you don't go through this in a vacuum. Everyone who cares about you watches you go through this and gets wounded in their own That's way. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, yeah. of healing that needs to take place, not only in ourselves, but with that whole ripple effect of people around us. Mm-hmm. There is a outtake that I didn't put in the movie. It's on uh, the DVDs, I'll send it to you. But it's, uh, it's the five years between yeah. what happened. And I was lucky, to, my parents like embraced me, right. embraced me. It was really part of my healing. Right. Mm-hmm. So my mother, and this is why I would encourage anyone who has a kid or something mm-hmm. that they can't reach, who's right. cut them out, don't don't turn away from them. 
Yeah. Don't alienate yeah. them. Love them right. and always know that they're there for you when you come right. out or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We were yeah. lying to her. She didn't know we were in something, but she kind of knew. Yeah. But when I finally got out and she finally found out that we were living three miles from her for 10 years. Wow. Without not acknowledging it. And oh I was always traveling God. all over the world, wow. supposedly. Wow. It was devastating. My dad was so devastated. He almost couldn't forgive me. Yeah. Mm. My mother, when I walked into the house and I, I just started crying, I grabbed her and she's like, don't cry, don't cry. It's okay. I'd never seen so much compassion for my mother. It was like this other being. And I thought to myself, I felt more love here today than I felt from him. And I thought he was the one that was right. giving me all this exactly. love. Right. Like, I feel more it's love false. from you yeah. right now. You were right. so concerned about me. You were so worried about right. me. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what happened to me. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was priceless. And, and those right. and th those yeah. are the silver linings of all of this. Yeah. I mean, it's like the yeah. prodigal son returning. You know, yeah. it's, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. And they were yeah. lovely. And so I got to heal those yeah. five years. I got yeah. to spend as much yeah. time as I could. Yeah. I interviewed them. I got yeah. back in their lives and I kind of yeah. felt like I like really... got to get to know them again. Almost. Yeah, I got to yeah. get to share my life with them again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And it was lovely because I never had a problem with my family. I mean, I didn't want to spend all my time with them. Right. Sure. You know? sure. Right. But yeah, but I mean, I love my family. So we had a great family. So. Well, on that note of Oof. love, yeah. yeah, that was that was a, that was a good conversation. Yeah, well, okay. that was, yeah, we did uh, cover the gamut. And we did. We did. Healing continues. You know, it yeah, does, and no. this conversation was healing. Yeah, and no. talking with you guys was yeah. healing, and knowing no. you've gone through this, another another yeah. soul, another two yeah. souls have gone through yeah. this. Yeah. Well, and isn't it interesting that we all entered our respective groups because we wanted to love yeah. and learn how to love yeah. and learn how to expand, help people, be a better version of yourself, and help version. out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But here we are now, full yeah. circle, really doing it. Yeah. With those really kind of tools we learned from everything we didn't want. Yeah. Now we get to use everything we have yeah. to help other and some people. Some of the and... best teachers are the ones that remind you how not to be. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I always say yeah. is I yeah. learned not what I thought I was going to learn, yeah. but I learned right. so Same many here. things of what I'm not going to be. Yeah. Really strongly. Yeah. Like I that's learned yeah. everything I learned was everything I don't, <laughs> don't want to be. be. <laughs> <laughs> like, far out. Yeah. But it really yeah. outlines what you want to be. That's right. Yeah. That it way. Yeah. It's totally. a very strong blueprint. It's a negative. I was like, well, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you guys so much. All right. Oh, well, pleasure. and thank you again yeah. for your, your beautiful film, mm -hmm. which in itself is an act of communion, like our quote, which I'm going to read here to close out. But that film I mean, reach so many people and still will and mm -hmm. will continue. So I just, I thank you for really going there mm -hmm. and digging into that and putting that together for all of us. I can't wait so, for the sequel. Yeah. Well, you know, I felt the one thing I'll say is I, I made that movie because I felt all of us can understand yeah. this stuff. Mm -hmm. There's not just five people in the world who can understand this. We can all, we're all in a big yeah. family here. It's all yeah. one big group of people here. Right. And it's human condition. I think we can all it's the hu be grown-ups and talk about things and yeah. understand them. Yeah. Um, well, that film was an act of communion. Yeah. I think that's a good way to kind of yes. wrap it up for all of us. So yeah. on that note, here, here's our quote of the day. Rarely, if ever, are any of us healed in isolation. Healing is in itself an act of communion. That's by Bell Hooks. So thank you again, Will. Thank you, Thanks, Will. Been so thank awesome. <laughs> and as always, friends who are watching, guard your hearts and your minds. No one else but you should have control of these. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Thank you, Will. Thank you. Bye.